Now, this is, this is a series, Terms of Surrender, and so what we're doing is we're talking about what it looks like to be fully surrendered um, to Jesus and, and live faithfully. And, and so the, the, the situation, the setup, is all about kind of painting this picture of when, when two sides are, are you know, when, when there's a surrender, they come to the middle and they discuss the terms of surrender. And so that's what we're doing. We're looking at the Gospel of Luke, and, and we're looking at Jesus' teaching for us to know what it looks like for us to live faithfully surrendered to Christ. And so, so far we, we started um, by talking about surrendering our plans, um, that, that it's not about our big plan, it's not about what we want to see happen, but that we surrender to God's plan for us. And then the second week we talked about surrendering our successes. I know a lot of you in here are super successful, awesome people, and I'm thankful for that. But we're to surrender and we're to live humbly um, for God. And, and, and then the last week we talked about surrendering our worries. And we're in Luke chapter 12, and today we're going to stay in Luke chapter 12. We're actually um, going to be in the scripture immediately following uh, what, we, what we read and studied last week. And so today we're in uh, verses 32 to 34. Um, but, but last week, I, I want to start us with, with a, one of the verses from last week's scripture. It's in Luke 12, verse 31, and it says this, But seek his kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. So in, in Luke 12, Jesus has been teaching, and in and, and one part he says, we've got to be rich towards God. If we're not rich towards God, if we're rich towards ourselves but not God, we're missing it. We've got to be rich towards God. And then the, the passage we studied last week, Jesus says, don't worry about the stuff. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Just trust God. And, and it says then, it goes in and says, seek first his kingdom and these things will be given to you as well. So if you will seek first the kingdom, God will take care of you. You will be provided for. And so, so today we're moving, kind of taking the next step about what it looks like to seek first God's kingdom. It's an easy thing to say, seek first God's kingdom. But today, Jesus goes on, and I'm really thankful for this, and he gives very practical, simple, simple is the wrong word. It's not simple easy to understand guidance as to what it looks like to be fully surrendered. So, all right, last week I made you do all sorts of weird, awkward things, saying things to each other. Do you guys, you guys hate that, don't you? Yeah, okay. Today I'm not going to ask you to say anything to the person next to you, okay? I am going to ask you to participate. So today we're going to use hand gestures, all right? You don't, so we got two hand gestures we're going we're gonna to use today. Um, yeah, not, not any bad hand gestures. Keep, keep it clean, guys. Um, two hand gestures. The first hand gesture is this. I want you to participate. So everyone, kind of get your hands ready. All right, I want you to put your hands up like this, and I want you to go like this. All right. This hand gesture, it represents kind of the way we sometimes live. If you're online, listen, welcome to worship with us. I want you to put your hands out at home or wherever you are, and I want you to do this. Go ahead, do it with me, everyone. All right, so, so this represents, I, I want you to, this is kind of how we live our life, isn't it? It's, it's, come on, give me. Give me, come on, give me. Give me more. Uh, we just, we dedicated two lovely um, young girls, and I've said lovely two weeks in a row. <laughs> I've got to find some new words. Um, two beautiful young uh, girls, and, and listen, it won't be long before those beautiful young girls learn this. Give me. Give me. 
We, in our family, we have to avoid, like sometimes we try to avoid taking the kids to, to certain stores because we know when we take them to the store, all we're gonna get is, give me, give me that toy, give me this, give me a snack. Our kids live that way, don't they? Go ahead, do it with me again. I gotta make sure you're with me. Honestly, I think more of us are living this way than we want to admit. And we kind of live with a mentality that, hey, it's all about me getting what I want or what I need. Give me, give me, give me. So I want to ask you an important question because I think what Jesus is trying to do is teach us what it looks like to live fully surrendered and this isn't it. And so the question I want to ask you and I want you to be thinking about and Jesus is going to help answer it today is what does it look like to seek his kingdom first? What does that look like? Think about that in your head. Maybe as Christians, we, we think about showing up to church, all right? I'm, to be fully surrendered, I've got to show up to church, I've got to prioritize my time, I've got to prioritize worship, and yes, that's good. Maybe it's, maybe it's your giving. You, I prioritize by giving my tithe, I give to God first, and so I prioritize that, and, and I'm surrendered in my finances. Or maybe, for some of you, it's even your behavior. I, I, I don't do the bad things, the bad hand gestures, but I do the things that God wants me to do. And so, so for some of us, putting God first, putting the kingdom first is about our behavior. And, and listen, all those things are a part of putting God's kingdom first and living fully surrendered. But today, Jesus gives us some real simple stuff and very uncomfortably, simple but uncomfortable stuff. So I'm going to have you stand with me. We're going to start in verse 32. It's a short scripture. And Jesus says, do not be afraid, little flock. For your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. So sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will not fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You can have a seat. So, so Jesus gives this really simple command. So I want to talk about this really quick. He starts with fear not. So he's, talked, he's just talked about don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Don't worry about the things of the earth. Just trust God and seek first his kingdom. And if, if we're all being honest this morning, that's hard to do. It's hard to trust that God's going to take care of us and not to worry about the stuff. That's what we were surrendering last week. But I love that Jesus then goes on and says, fear not, little flock. It's not just that we surrender and then we say, all right, God, I'm going to trust you. I really hope this works out. I don't, that's not how God wants his people to live. God wants us to live boldly, trusting that we're going to be taken care of. He says, you got nothing to fear. God's going to take care of you. And so first and foremost today, I, I want us to understand that as followers of Christ, not only are we called to surrender, but we're called to surrender boldly, knowing that God's going to take care of us. So do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. I, I want to talk about that, that little part. I want to spend some time on this. I think sometimes... We think of God as a, a transactional 
um, being or we think of our relationship with God as a transaction and we think, hey, if I behave right, if I give right, if I attend church right, then God will be willing to bless me and take care of me. But I want you to hear the heart of God this morning. For your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. It's not transactional. The God that created the universe loves to bless you. The God that created everything, that created you, loves to give you the kingdom. So this week, I have a couple examples of this. Um, I'm going to use two of my boys. Uh, they're in here. It might be a little awkward, but um, I, w- I won't use their names. How about that? Uh, one boy. So last week was spring break. So we had the whole week off school, and then this week we had Monday off school. And so we got at, we've got a routine. I mean, I'm not the most, like, routine, scheduled person, but we've got a routine. I wake up at 7.30 every, every day during the week. I know that's super early, isn't it? Some of you are like, eh, you, you don't know, you know, you're being all, you know, I'm better than you, I get up at five. No, you're not, I, I sleep longer. Um, I get up at 7.30, but before I get up, Megan gets up, and she gets ready to go to work, and, and Eli gets up, and he gets ready, and so she takes him and leaves at about 7.15. She wakes up Sam before she leaves. I told you I wasn't going to use names, and here I'm using names. <laughs> So 7.15, like she makes sure Sam's up, she leaves, and then at 7.30, I wake up, because I'm not going to wake up a second before I have to, and I walk downstairs, and I open the door to the basement where Sam is hanging out, and I say, Sam, you've got 15 minutes, or if I'm running a few minutes late, you've got 13 minutes till you got to get ready for the bus, and Sam's like, okay, there's my alarm, i, I got to go. So um, Tuesday comes along, we've been off school for about a week and a day, and um, I get up at 7.30, and I walk downstairs, and I open the basement, and I say, Sam, you got 15 minutes. And I don't hear anything. I say, Sam, Sam. So someone in my family, I won't tell you who, forgot to wake Sam up. And so I went upstairs and realized that Sam was not going to be making it to school on the bus. And so Sam was a little bit late to school on Tuesday. No big deal, all right, we're okay, right? So then Tuesday night, I, I had to sleep in Monroe at a sleep study, and, and so I got home Wednesday morning at 7.15, and I was covered, if you've never done a sleep study, they put all these nasty things on your head and all over your body, and so like I'm covered with this like goo, it's all over my face and my hair, and so I get home at 7.15, and the good news is, Sam is already out of the shower, and we're good. And so I go upstairs and I start to get ready and I take a shower and wash off the goo and I get out of the shower just a little bit before 7.45 and I walk downstairs and Sam is not ready to go. And I call down, I say, Sam, what are you doing at 7.45? And he says, you didn't tell me. You're supposed to tell me when it's 7.30. And I said, no, you were awake. And I'm gonna be honest, I I was a little bit frustrated. Two days in a row, we're batting zero after spring break on being to school on time. But can I tell you, like, my, my frustration and, and my, it wasn't anger, but my frustration with two days in a row of missing the bus, it changed pretty quickly. And we got in the car to go to his school and I thought, you know what? I'm gonna take Sam to Chick-fil-A. Because, not to celebrate, <laughs> but because I love Sam. And, and I, 
it pleases me to bless him. So even in the midst of a tough morning, I know he was upset, I know I was upset. So the other thing, um, another one of my children loves to get things. He, he's into these things called teeny mates. He might be playing with them right now while I'm talking. And um, he's into these teeny mates. And so we make deals. This is a way that we uh, make sure that he's going to behave well. We say, we'll give you a teeny mate if you help us clean or if you don't do this or, you know. And, and, and so sometimes I'll make deals with him. I'll say, hey, if you, um, last night we made a deal. I said, if you beat me at this game and you beat me at this game, then I'll give you one of your teeny mates. We have fun with it. Um, sometimes he doesn't beat me and he gets really upset and I say, no, you don't understand. I love you and it, it pleases me to get to give to you, to bless you. I want you to understand this morning, I say all that to say, that's how God feels about you. It pleases God's heart to give the kingdom to you. It's not a transaction. It's not something that God begrudgingly gives it to you because you've had perfect attendance. God loves you so much that he gives and is pleased to give to you. God loves to bless his people. So, so far so good, right? We can all get on board with that. God loves to give to us. Yes. Then verse 33 comes. And Jesus says, sell your possessions and give to the poor. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. So don't fear. Don't worry about things. God's going to take care of you. That's hard enough in itself. But then Jesus takes it to the next level and he says, so you know what you should do? You should sell your possessions and you should give them, give to the poor. Now that's kind of tough, isn't it? We're, maybe we're working on the worry thing. But this takes it to the next level. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. I want us to take a second and I want us to understand what Jesus is saying and what Jesus is not saying here. I don't want us to get the wrong idea by this text. So the first thing. One mistake we could make in reading this, sell your possessions and give to the poor, is we could think that it says, give to the poor. And we could think that what this is really saying is we could give out of our excess or our abundance. Like, hey, if you have some extra, give to people in need. That's not what Jesus is saying here. And, and I think that's intentional. I think Jesus is telling us this because it's important. He says, I want you to sell, so don't worry about the things. Trust God. Seek first his kingdom. God loves to bless you. Now, in order to not worry and to trust God and to put his kingdom first, the simple understanding, sell your possessions, give to the poor. I don't think Jesus is saying give out of the excess or the abundance. I think Jesus really means that we need to sacrifice, we need to surrender some of the things that make us like this, and we need to give to others. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. So Jesus, I don't think, is saying give out of your abundance. But the second thing I want to say this, and I want to make this really clear, I don't think Jesus is saying that you have to sell everything you have. There are points in Scripture where Jesus says to certain individuals, you need to sell everything you own and give it away. That's not what Jesus says here. Jesus says, sell your possessions and give to the poor. He doesn't say how many possessions. He doesn't say what value or any of that. This is just a command. I think what Jesus is doing here is saying, listen, 
we have a tendency to live like this, to give me, give me, give me, give me. Thank you, that's good. Give me, give me, give me, give me. We want more, we want more. And I think what Jesus is saying is, don't just not worry about that stuff, but take the next step and be obedient and sell some of the stuff that makes you feel this way to give to others. So once again, it's not out of the abundance and it's not everything, but how do we seek first his kingdom? We give to others and we serve others. The, the natural way that you can put the kingdom first, yes, behavior, yes, attendance to, you know, being a part of the family of God and attending church, yes, giving um, to God and putting God first in your finances, but Jesus says, give to others. Sell some of what you have and give to others. So everyone, give me, give me the hand. Give me, give me, give me. There I am. Give me. See, I was, that was kind of demanding. Give me. This is kind of how we're wired. I think what Jesus is trying to do here is change this to this. Everyone do this. It's this action of giving. It's this surrender. It's, it's not give me more, give me more. What Jesus is saying is surrender some things and give to others. This is the posture that we're supposed to live. This is how we're supposed to walk. This is how to be faithful to God, is not to live like this, but to live like this. So Jesus says, sell some of your possessions, sell your possessions, and give to others. So how do we get past this and get to this? Jesus gives a real simple way. Sell some possessions, give to, to others. But I think there's something bigger going on here. He says, provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. So I, I want to take another thing that we typically think in the church, and I, I want to change our thinking on it. Because I, I hear things sometimes like, you know, I'm just storing up crowns in heaven. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing this and it's just building, you know, you're so great, it's building your mansion in heaven. And sometimes I think we think that living like this is about later Gimme, 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 gimme. That's not what Jesus is getting at here. Living like this is not about just delaying this. It's not just about getting mansions and riches later. Like, listen, God offers us eternal life, yes, but this, Jesus wants us to get this now. Giving to others is not a trade-off to get better things later. Giving to others is the best thing you can do. It's what you're called to do now. It's to live this way. And can I just tell you that you were created for this, not for this? See, in Scripture, it tells us that we were created in the image of God. Did you know that God, at his nature, is this, is relational, is giving? God was created relational. There's the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity that we believe are all one, but they all honor each other. They all glorify each other. They all live to seek and to serve each other, and they're one. They're unified. We are created in God's image. I don't think that that means that, that God looked like this. I think it means that we are created in his image, this. We are created to love and to serve and to be unified with each other. And along the line, when Adam and Eve came along and they did this, it changed all of our hearts and we became this. And this is not who we were created to be. 
You weren't created to just be a storehouse. You weren't created to be the kid in the store that's just walking around saying, more, more, more. You were created to glorify, to serve, to worship. So I think there's something bigger than just delaying this. I think God is transforming us to this. I think what Jesus is trying to do is transform his disciples from this to this, that we would live and walk as followers of Christ boldly, pouring ourselves out, worshiping, loving others. Throughout Scripture, we see that, that we are called to be transformed. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, We all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So we were, we were created for this. Somewhere along the line, we messed up and became this. And it's, we are being transformed back to who we were created to be in the first place. Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Listen, you are being transformed to be who you were created to be in the image of God. Jesus is teaching, he's on his way to the cross, to Jerusalem. He's living like this and all along the way, he's teaching his disciples and us to be transformed. And so, what, God's, what Jesus says is the way that we live like this, the way that we honor and glorify God, is by giving and serving others. The natural outflow of the transformation that God does in your life will be to love and to serve and to give to those around us. We as Christians are not meant to just come to church and do more of this. We're meant to naturally be transformed into God's image through the power of the Spirit to live like this. We shouldn't walk out of this place like this. We should walk out like this. That's who God's transforming us to be. And so I want to take a few things and I want to look at the, the gimme mentality versus the giving. And then we'll wrap up. So, so let's take a few things. Let's take possessions. What is this? What is this mentality? This mentality is I need more. I need more. I need a better job. I need more money. I need more things. I need a better car. I need a better house. That's where I'm going to find fulfillment. And you know what this says? This says that everything I have is a gift from God and to be used for God's glory. And that's not to mean that the things are bad but we should live this way. Let's take our relationships. If you're living like this, you know how your relationships work? Hey, what am I gonna get from you? What am I getting in this relationship? And when you don't get what you want, what do you do? You, you put up a wall and you leave. Living like this is I'm gonna glorify God by loving and serving the people around us. Let's talk about church. This might hit home for you because it hits home for me. Sometimes I can come into a, a worship service with a mentality of, give me. Sometimes I leave a worship service with a mentality. And what happens when you're living like this? You walk away from the service and you say, eh, music wasn't so good today. Eh, they weren't, that preacher, he was off. Eh, you know, it, I just didn't get what I needed 
from there. And, and we come in with this expectation that, that God, it's, it's like we're, you, you know, we're consuming things and God's just going to, hey, give me, give me, give me, give me, God. You know, I'm here, so I want to hear the music I want to hear. I want to experience. I want to hear a good message that makes me feel good about myself and doesn't tell me I got to sell things to others. Sometimes we walk away like this. You know what this looks like? This looks like coming here to say, I'm going to pour myself out to worship God. I'm going to give everything I have. Can I tell you some good news? You, you don't have to miss out on things if the music isn't what you want. You can still worship even if you don't like the music. You believe that? You can still hear from God you can still be transformed into his image even if they're singing your least favorite worship song. We don't have to live like this. When we come like this, God's transforming us. The sanctuary doesn't have to look like or be, or be comfortable for you for you to be transformed into God's image. We are to come like this. We are meant to live like this. And so God is transforming us and the way we live, this or this, tells a lot about the way that we honor and serve and love God. And there are, there are way too many of us that are this kind of Christians. It's time for us to, to give everything. Verse 34, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there, if your treasure is in things, your heart's going to chase after things. If your treasure is in sports, your heart's going to chase after sports. We, we were talking last night, we were at dinner with, a, with some friends of ours, and we were just talking about how COVID kind of showed us where our hearts were. And I'm sorry if this is like, I, I don't, you know I don't step on toes just to step on toes, but, but it was amazing to me when we were kind of coming out of COVID and coming back to gathering together, how many people were really comfortable going to sporting events or restaurants. But when it came to to worshiping God, eh. I mean, these things are okay. I can yell and scream at, at the Duke basketball game or the Cincinnati game, but worship's a little bit too dangerous for me. And I think what we saw is where our hearts are. Listen, it, it's, it's not hard to tell where, where your heart is, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If you're living for the kingdom, your heart's going to be there. And when we seek first the kingdom, we will find pleasure in building the kingdom. We will find our greatest pleasure in building his kingdom. We won't need the stuff. We won't need the promotions. Those aren't bad things. We won't need to be thought of well. We can surrender it. And we can take pleasure in building God's kingdom. So this week, I... I'll wrap up here. This week I met with someone and God talks to me a lot about things and money. And some of you know, like one of my favorite things is to, to take my kids on trips to go to sporting events. <laughs> and I was having a meal with someone a couple weeks ago and God clearly spoke to me and said, I want you to give I want you to give. Clearly spoke to me about what I was supposed to give. And you know what my reaction is? Okay, 
I got enough money to do that. I mean, I'm not rich, but I can do that. I've got, you know, I've got money in the bank. I can give. And as I've been reading God's word and studying this week, you know what God said to me? No, I don't want you to give out of the abundance. I want you to surrender. I want you to give. I want you to sell possessions. I want you to work. I want you to sacrifice to love others. Listen today, I, I want to invite you to respond to God's word. And, and listen, this is, there's no way around it. This is an uncomfortable response because I believe that God today is asking us to surrender some things. Some of, some of you have plenty of money in the bank that you can give some to, to others and it, it won't make a bit of difference. I believe today God is asking us to surrender, to sell some things, to sacrifice some things. I'm not in the business of telling you what you should give to God. That's not about me. Here's what I want you to do today. I want you to, to pray. I want you to respond to God's word. The worship team's gonna come up. And as we respond to God's word, there's, there's lots of different ways you can respond. There's the intercessory prayer station over here. If you need someone to pray for you, just as we're singing, you can get up and go over and be prayed for. There's the praise wall. If you wanna get up and you wanna go praise God, there's a station in the back that talks about surrendering for others. Over here, we have communion. You're welcome to go and take communion where Jesus showed us how to live like this. There's a cross with altars. If you just need to go and pray, but listen, today we're being called to respond. And I really believe that God has told me specifically that I need to surrender some things and I need to give to others. And I think that's maybe what God's word is saying to you today. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to say, God, I, I surrender. I give everything. God, show me what it is to live like this and then be obedient. Father, help us to be obedient to you. Help us to respond. Help us not to sit back with a gimme mentality, but help us to love and give and serve others. In Jesus' name, speak to us, Lord. Amen.